What's up, lover girl? We are back for another episode of the Day Was Since podcast, and it's snowing in Dallas. That's some crazy stuff because it's 12 degrees. I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening in this world. Um, but yeah, it's it's really chilly, snowy here in Dallas. And um, of course, I'm keeping warm and I'm recording another another episode for you guys. And I really I've um, y'all, I've had a crazy weekend. You know, I I'm actually I'm really struggling. And for all you parents that are listening, I need you to let me know especially those who are raising adolescent boys. How do you do it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the past few weeks, like, yeah, the past few weeks, my son has been in quite a few um, accidents on the basketball court. Um, you know, he, we almost thought he was going to lose his tooth. At one point, his tooth went through his lip and the tooth was like knocked loose. We thought he was going to lose it. He got in a, uh, I think like a couple of months back, like two months back, he got in a car accident and then he ran over something in the car and like the muffler was dragging behind the car. He picked it up with his hand and burned his hand. So he had to have like get blisters all over his hand. Um, and most recently, I think what was this two weeks ago? He's in a basketball game, messed up his, he fell on somebody with his knee and literally tore everything you can think of ACL, MCL, PKL, whatever is in his knee is torn. But y'all, on top of that, he got in a car accident this weekend. I'm like, and took off the bumper of his his car. I'm like, what? <laughs> Please, I'm I'm like the color purple now. When um, sure, God is trying to tell you something. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? And um, so because he can't he can't play sports right now because of his like he's gonna need surgery. He's just. He's just figuring some things out. So slowing things down. And I think, you know, this we're on the go, like he's often on the go a lot. And so this is a way for him to slow down, be in the present moment and really tap into himself. So, of of course, I was stressed out at the beginning, but I'm like that this is a really good opportunity for him to to really slow down and sit with himself and be present. Um, so yeah, that that's my share with that. I'm like, hi, how y'all do it? Cause this is craziness. Um, anywho, shout out to y'all who leave reviews on the podcast. I freaking love them. I love reading them and they just make my heart warm. The last review I was able to read was from love a girl named Mariah. And she's like, thank you 10 times over. I've listened to this podcast and finished episodes feeling better than I have after professional counseling sessions. Tora, you truly have a gift. I feel lighter and less anxious, not only about dating, but about life after listening to your podcast. Shout out to you, Mariah. And I hope you hear this. And I just want to thank you. It was such a beautiful message. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for all the lover girls listen to the podcast and you enjoy it. 
Um, I would love for a review coming into the new year. I would love for you to write a review and help us get rated in the algorithm so that people can find us. Uh, yeah, I would appreciate that. Anywho, so today's episode is going to be another dun 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 Instagram live, and it is based upon the delicious dating framework. And the delicious dating framework is a concept that I am introducing into the C2C 3.0 curriculum that I will be teaching in depth and showing clients how to implement it. And so this Instagram live is going to introduce you to the delicious dating framework and give you a little taste of what our clients will be experiencing in the program this year. So without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome, 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 lover girls. Um, I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Um, I'm excited about going live with you today. If you are new to my content, my name is Torsens and I help high achieving unchurched women of faith attract quality men and confidently date deliciously towards the commitment that they desire, <clears throat> whether that's marriage or whatever romantic commitment. And so today I decided to go live. Well, first of all, as a reminder, this live is sponsored by Curve to Cuff and Curve to Cuff is my 12 month mentorship program designed to help you build a rotation of two to three quality men so that you have an option to choose your legacy partner, your life partner, um, instead of you waiting to be chosen. And so if you are interested in joining C2C, the doors are open for enrollment. You can comment, connect here in the comment section, or you can go to the link in my bio to book a call with me so that we can have a conversation about whether joining C2C for the next 12 months is going to be the best next step for you. Okay. It's going to be the best next step for you. So that being said, I am going to be talking about one of the pieces in the framework that we are going to be discussing today called the Delicious Dating Framework, and it is what I will be teaching in depth in C2C, and I'm going to introduce a taste of it here. If you have questions in terms of what we're talking about today, please put your questions in the comment box so that I can get to it because the chat usually goes really, really fast. So if you can put your questions in the question box as I go through this framework. But yes, I'm introducing the delicious dating framework because if you're not dating deliciously, then what are we doing? Why are we dating? Why are we entertaining men? Why are we having phone calls? Why are we doing this? Why? What's the purpose? And I know that a lot of us, especially like women of faith, we're like, I'm dating for a purpose and that purpose is marriage. And because of it, things have to be so serious and so rigid. And 
we realize that we're not even enjoying the process. Yes, I'm dating for a purpose, but I'm not enjoying it. Yes, I'm dating for a purpose, but I'm not excited about it. Yes, I'm dating for a purpose, but I want to quit. And it's draining. And I wish I wouldn't have to have to do it. And so I'm going to introduce this delicious dating framework because this is a three-part roadmap designed to help you date deliciously where you're not just dating for um, a purpose, but you're also enjoying the process, okay? Um, and it will help you on this journey of creating what you want romantically and the love life that you desire. So let's talk about the first piece of the framework. The first piece of the delicious dating framework is pleasure. And pleasure is all about consciously making decisions that please you. It's about consciously making decisions that please you in your life and also while dating. These are decisions that light you up. These are decisions and choices that excite you. These are decisions that make you smile. These are decisions that bring you comfort. These are decisions that are fun. They are enjoyable. And I always can tell when a woman is not dating deliciously because she's not having fun in the process. So I give an example of what it looks like for a woman to be dating and it not to be experiencing pleasure. So I'll have a client come in and um, actually it is very normal for clients to come into C2C and be going out on dates. And I will always have to ask the question, are you enjoying these dates? And oftentimes the question is, the answer is I am going on these dates, but I'm not necessarily head over heels and enjoying it. Most recently, one of the ladies that was going out on dates, she said that, well, she normally lets the man lead and by men leading she normally lets the man plan the date and then she goes on the date. And so every date that she goes on, they plan the date and she goes on the date and she thinks that that's what she's supposed to do. And these dates are pretty much the same. They're pretty much dinner dates where she's sitting down over a meal um, with, you know, with a drink and... They're talking over dinner, but that's not what excites her. That's not what really brings her joy. She said, I would much rather go on something more adventurous, something more creative. I would rather than dinner, I would rather do something more active. And this is a common thing that I experienced. And I said, well, why don't you 
express to the men that that's what you would like. Hi, guys. I said, why don't you express to the men that you would like this? And they're either saying, okay, I'm letting the man lead. Or I didn't realize it was something I could do or should do or because I was being uh, asked out on the date. Letting men lead, we've been conditioned to believe that that means that the man is the decision maker and the man is the one in control of the things that we do. And the focus should be, what pleases me? What would please me? What kind of date would please me? This man invited me on a date and I would much rather do something different. I would much rather suggest something else so that they can have the experiences that they desire so that they can be well pleased on the date. Another example is men talking about things on a date or asking you questions and you are tired of the questions. Men might ask you the same questions over and over again and you know what you do, you answer them. What do you do for a living? What's your favorite color? What are you up to? Tell me about yourself. Most of the time, women will come to me and tell me they just answer those questions. They said, Tora, I'm just, I'm just tired of answering the same questions over and over again. I'm like, why are you answering the same questions over and over again? Did it ever occur to you that you had a choice to A, not answer the question? No, like, no, let's just say one, not answer the question. And two, suggest a different type of question to answer. It could be as simple as, you know what? I get asked that on every single date. You know when someone hasn't answered me? What excites me about what I do? I always get asked, what's my favorite color? You know what I don't get asked? What kind of, what kind of color roses would I like? What kind of color flowers would I like? I don't, I don't get asked that question. I'd love to be asked that. But we're passive. Instead of consciously making choices that please us, we go with the flow. There's no wonder why dating is boring for you. There's no wonder why dating is draining for you. There's no wonder why you're tired of it because you're not consciously making decisions that please you. And let's just take, let's just say, we're, we're, you're not even on dates yet, right? Even if you're not on dates and you're not being asked out on dates, you should be consciously making decisions that please you on a daily basis so that life is consistently lighting you up. So that there are smiles purposely being put on your face. So that you are consistently enjoying who you are and what you're about. But so many of us aren't doing that. You know why? Because we're too busy overextending and overgiving to friends and family. We're too busy overextending and giving at our jobs, 
doing things out of our job description, doing things outside of the time that we're supposed to be working. We don't have boundaries at work. We don't have boundaries with friends and family. We're the strong friend that people don't check on. We are consistently going out of our way to help others and not expecting anything in return, not requiring nothing. We don't cry nothing. We done da 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 with our capes on saving the day, but we do not require people to show up for us. We do not require people to come save our days. We do not require people to support us. A lot of us have been the first, second people in our families to go to college, to get the education that we have. And then we feel like we have to save everyone, support others, reach back. Now, it's nice if we do. But the feeling of obligation to have to do that is good girl conditioning. It's your choice to do it. And because of it, there's not a lot of pleasure. I was talking to a young lady during an open house and I asked her, I was like, hey, why aren't you creating the love life you desire? Why aren't you creating the dating experiences you desire? And she says, well, I not only do I work, but I am helping my parents build their business. Right. I am the I do the bookkeeping in their business and that's what she does. And she gets very, very little pay for that. And it's very exhausting. And the thing that won was her obligation, was her feeling to be obligated to do that for her family. She spent years and she's going to spend years obligated to somebody else's desire, somebody else's vision instead of creating pleasure for herself. Instead of focusing on what she wants and what she desires. The thing is, when you do that, you're going to look up one day and you're going to realize that you have spent most of your life pleasing other people. And your life is dry. Your coochie is dry. Your experiences are dry because you have allowed yourself to be milked for the pleasures of others, for the purpose of others. I don't care if they're friends. I don't care if they're family. I do not care. If you are not infusing and integrating pleasure in your everyday life, into your your everyday experiences, dating will not be delicious. If it's not a priority for you, dating will not be delicious. So the one thing I want you to do is I want you to focus and choose what do you want to do on a daily basis that's going to put a smile on your face? And then what do you want to do consciously on your dates that you know are going to put a smile on your face? What can a man do? What suggestions are you going to make? What are you going to request from the men that you're going out with? What are you going to suggest from the men? What places are you going to send these men and say, hey, I want to go to these places. I have these places on my bucket list. Please choose one to take me to. I would much rather not go for drinks. I would much rather do this. Pleasure. Okay. Um, If you're not intentional about the pleasure, your dating life and everything about it is going to be dry. And pleasure ensures that your dating journey, it isn't just a means to an end. Most people are dating as if it's a means to an end. I have to date in order to get where I need to be instead of 
I am enjoying this every step of the way. Every step of the way. So the second thing, so that's the first thing was pleasure, part of the delicious dating framework. The second thing, a part of the framework that you need to have delicious dating experience, the second skill is prospects. If you do not have prospects, if you do not have a pool of quality men who are ready and eager and excited to date you, individuals who honor and respect your worth, how are you going to date deliciously? You cannot even date without the prospects. You can't date without the prospects. And so many of us, we have people in our phones. We're having conversations, but we don't have prospects. We do not have men that are qualified. We do not have men that are readily available to provide, protect, and pursue. Those are prospects, which makes dating incredibly hard. I was having a conversation with a young lady earlier, and she said, the reason why I haven't been on a date in over a year is because no man has approached me. It is your responsibility to get approached. It is your responsibility to call men in to connect with. It is your responsibility to create the prospects in your life. The same way I don't go chasing after clients for my business. I'm a full-time love coach. I do not go chasing after clients. I do not go knocking off on doors. I do not go sliding in DMs. I do not go knock, knocking on doors. I do not go to people and tell them you need to join my program. What I do is I do attract clients to me. It is my responsibility to attract clients to me. I cannot make clients work with me. I cannot force anybody to work with me or to sign up for my programs or to book a call. But what I can do is create an environment and show up in a way and contribute in a way and to create quality moments to where people are drawn to work with me, where people are drawn to sign up for my programs. People who email me and seek me out. It is the sim, it is almost the same thing when it comes to creating prospects, men to come approach you, men to ask you out on dates. We are not chasing men. We are not pulling up on them and demanding that they take us on dates. We are attracting them by showing up, by creating quality moments, by providing connection, opportunities for connection. That is how we're pulling in the prospects. So if you are going out and you have not, and, you, and men are not approaching you, or you're not being, you're not going out on dates with men. You have not learned the skill of pulling in prospects. The same way, if clients were not working with me, I had I do not yet have the skill to attract clients 
but it is completely your responsibility to do this. And in, in order for you to date deliciously, you need to be able to have prospects in your pipeline. You need to be having quality men, a pool of quality men to choose from and a pipeline that are ready to date you, that are ready to take you out, that are ready to fulfill your desires, that are ready to show up for you, that are ready to invest in you mentally, emotionally, financially. You need to be ready for that because you need options. You need to be able to put yourself in a position where you have options in men. Most of us are liking men who like us, meaning that if there is a decently attractive man who is who likes us and who's inviting us out, we tend to attach ourselves to that person. Oh, he he's attractive. He looks good on paper. You know, he got the same values as me. And then we want to attach ourselves to that person because we don't have real options. We don't have multiple men that's in front of us that have our values, that are attractive, that are enjoyable, that provide, protect and pursue us. So we're normally just stuck on one guy. And we use other men to distract ourselves from not being so into this particular guy versus, oh, I'm excited about all the men that I'm dating. I'm enjoying all the men that I'm pulling in. If I didn't have options in clients, then I would accept every single person who wanted to join my program because I would be attached. I would be attached to, I have to have this person in my program or, you know, my business is going to fail or I'm not going to have anyone in my program. No, I get to sell people. No, I get to say that my program is not right for you. I get to say C2C is not the best fit. I get to say that this is not the right fit. Because I am not attached to needing them to be a part of this. You need to be the same when it comes to men. It's to be able to walk away from things because you have options. And not just things. Walk away from nice stuff. Walk away from nice men. There's always a conversation on the internet where people are telling women that they are missing out because they walk away from good men. Walking away from good men should be the norm because that standard is just, that's the basics. You being a good quality person is the basics. So me trying to hold on to you just because you're good quality should not be enough for me to have an attachment to you. I need to know how we work long-term. I need to know if long-term you honor and support my core values. I need to know if your decisions align with your ethics, even when you're upset, even when you get told no, even when you don't have your way. I need to know that you're somebody who is going to show up for me and you're able to provide and you're able to um, create something that's in alignment with what I want to create. I want to know that you're somebody who honors women, the feminine, not just women. You know, lots of men like women, but there's tons of men that don't honor the feminine aspects of us. Right. Men who say, oh, women and their emotions, they're crazy. You like women, but you don't honor the feminine. 
Because why would you say us being emotional is crazy? But when you have options later on the table, you just don't settle for someone just because they're good in quality. You have more to choose from. You have more options to choose from. And so it is your job. It is your responsibility to create your prospects, to create a pipeline. If you do not have anyone in your pipeline, it is your responsibility to create it. It has nothing to do with your zip code. It has nothing to do with the, the men in your city. It has nothing to do with men not approaching you. It has everything to do with you not creating an environment and opportunities and connections where men approach you, where men ask you out on dates. One of the easiest ways that we get, we start clients being able to do this in the C2C programs, one of the easiest ways we do this is helping them create quality moments where they are just, they are no longer out on, on autopilot anymore. They are consciously going out into the world and creating conversations and asking questions. They're smiling and waving. They're indulging in the present moment. They are no longer objectifying men because men are humans with penises. They are, they are contributing to the type of experiences that they want to have on a regular basis. Every single day, they have the opportunity to do that. And once they start doing this, they start realizing that people are approaching them in airports. People are approaching them. Men are approaching them in coffee shops. Men are approaching them um, uh, at networking events. Men are approaching them just because. They're on dates, and when the date is done, they have men approaching them after their dates. And I always ask them, like, we're always talking, like, Torah, I did not know that there were so many men readily available and ready to date. And I said, because you were in a different reality. We are creating a new one for you, right? We are creating a new reality for yourself. So you want to create options. And you want to create prospects into your pipeline. So the third, the second thing, the second framework and dating deliciously is creating your prospects. The third piece of the framework, and this is the cornerstone of the framework. It's personal growth. It's personal growth. And personal growth is all about being the best version of yourself. Most people do not enjoy dating because most people are not trying to become the best versions of themselves. People say they want to become the best version of themselves. They read a book. Some of them go to therapy. A lot of people, if you're a woman of faith, you're going, you're reading the Bible, right? You're probably praying and and, and reading scripture, And you're like, I want to be the best version of myself. Most people are not trying to be the best versions of themselves. Most people are trying to be the most comfortable versions of themselves while also being seen as a good person. Most people are doing the bare minimum. You know how I know? Because when they are tested, they're ready to give up. When they're tested, oh, things are just too hard now. When they're tested, they want to run away. That's how you know that most people are not looking to be the best versions of themselves. Most people want to appear to be the best version of themselves. They don't want to be the best version of themselves because being the best version of yourself 
It takes a lot of self-awareness. So when men are saying things to you that you're not comfortable with, self-awareness pops up and say, wow, I am being triggered by this conversation. I wonder why. Let me explore why what this this man texted me, what are you doing? Why is it annoying me so much? Let me ask myself why I am so activated when a man asks me to come over to his house. Most people aren't doing that. Most people, what they do is they get angry at the man and they decide the man is a bad person. They block the man. They talk bad about men. They just sum it up to just men want sex or men are just not mature enough. But they never think about why they even have the activations in the first place. Because why would I do that when I could just blame somebody else? Delicious dating requires for you to become the best version of yourself. If you're not looking to become the best version of yourself, you are never going to date deliciously. And that's okay. You just have to just own it. You're just never going to date deliciously. Because becoming the best version of yourself requires for you to acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses. Where am I strong at when it comes to dating? Where can I work on? Well, maybe I need to work on my level of vulnerability. How do I work on that? Because I don't, I'm not, I want men to be emotionally available to me. But I'm not expressing myself. I'm not emotionally uh, available because I'm not willing to express myself because I'm too scared of rejection. I'm too scared of judgment. I'm too scared of criticism. I'm too scared of being seen as desperate or thirsty. Well, ma'am, that's not the best. You have to be willing to be the best version of yourself. And if you're too scared to practice doing it, then you just want to look like the best version. You want to pretend that you're the best version. You want to perpetrate like you're the best version, but you don't actually want to be the best version. Becoming the best version of yourself requires for you to set goals. Many of us don't got no goals set in our dating lives. We look up six months later and we're still in the same cycles, whether we are, we still have a dry, dusty ass dating life, or we are still dating the types of men, or we're still going out on the janky, the janky dating, the dates that we've been going on. We look up in six months and things haven't really progressed. We haven't set any real goals. We haven't said within six months, these are the types of dates I want to be going on, no matter what, non-negotiable. In six months, I want to have three to four quality men in my rotation. I want to be dating three to four quality men. So what do I need to get there? In three months, I want to have gone on a date every week. Every single week, I want to have gone on a date. We're not setting goals. I want to be more expressive in the next two months. In the next two months, I want to be so expressive. I want men to be able to experience me and feel into me. We're not setting goals for it. We don't want to be the best versions of ourselves. We just want to look like the best version. We're not embracing challenges. Soon as we get ghosted, we get ghosted three times and we're done. We're not curious about it all. We don't want to sit and process our emotions and navigate it. We're just done. I need to heal. No, you need to navigate those emotions. You need to explore those triggers. You need to get curious about why this stuff is coming up for you. You date a guy that you really like and within three weeks, things just don't work out. And then you're done. 
You're like, I need to take a break from dating. Why? Because somebody you really, really like fell off, fell off the map? You go on three really bad dates that you didn't enjoy. We don't self-reflect. We don't process it. We don't do an audit. We don't look for solutions. We just sum it up to these men. They're not really providing the experience. They're not really wanting to date women. They want women to chase them. We come up with all these excuses of why dating isn't delicious for us. Because we want to pretend that we are the best versions of ourselves. We really don't want to be. Being the best version of ourselves, personal development, personal growth, it takes resilience. It takes self-mastery. It takes self-control. It, it, it takes uh, self-awareness and reflection. It takes commitment. It takes commitment to do it. And someone says, I think people do need to take a break from dating to focus on navigating. I think a small percentage do. It's like me saying, I need to take a break from my business to figure out my business. That makes no sense. I need to take a break from my, things are not working in my business. So I need to take a break from my business to figure out my business. No, I need to do business differently. I need to figure out business differently. Most people are not in that place where they actually need to take breaks. Most people have just not developed the personal growth and the ability to be the best version of themselves to navigate this. We stay stuck in the feeling of frustration week after week instead of processing that emotion in a 24-hour period and gaining support behind it and learning what to do differently. We normally do not set the proper boundaries and the, self, the proper standards, and we keep repeating the same mistakes and over and over and over again, and we're expecting different results. And then we blame it on men, and we blame it on dating, and we're like, I need to take a break. No, you need to date differently. Most people who say they tried everything have tried much of nothing. I've been doing this for years, and I know. When people say that they've tried, what they mean is they've been on different dating apps. But that doesn't mean they, sh they changed how they showed up on the dating apps, or they changed their perspective on the dating apps, or their mindset on the dating apps, or their photos on the dating apps, or, their, or the way they express themselves on the dating apps, or the types of conversations that they're having. What they say is, I just joined different dating apps, and they think that they've tried different things. You tried nothing. That is like me saying I can't get clients on Instagram. So now I'm going to try to go to TikTok and get them. And now I'm going to try to go to Facebook and get them. Now I'm going to try to go here and get them. And then I'm realizing I'm not getting them anywhere. Because I have not learned how to create a connection with my audience. So why would I decide? So I'm going to decide to jump to these different platforms as if they're going to change things for me. When I have not learned how to be a good communicator, I have not learned how to create connection with my audience. I have not learned how to deliver value. I have not learned how to solve their problems and I'm trying to, to go to different platforms. And that's what's happening here. People are like, well, I tried going to this place, the cigar lounge. I, I tried going to this event and that, and I still not, and men still not approaching me. All you did was go to different places. You are the same person. With the same thought process, with the same triggers and the same patterns, you have not alchemized and cleaned any of that up, which is why I love C2C, because when we come into the program, I said, hey, ladies, the reason why you do so well when you're not dating is because 
you're not dating. That's why you do so well without men. And that's why you do so well without dating is because you are not put into positions where your triggers are activated. Your patterns are exposed. Where your emotions, your negative emotions are coming out. You're not putting those, put in those positions. So therefore you're thinking, you think you do so well when you're not dating. When all you're doing is just avoiding the work of relationships. You getting married is going to be a shit show. Because you consistently avoid the work. So let's just imagine you bump into somebody, y'all hit it off again because you've avoided that work. You don't become a better person. You just got a man that probably is in alignment with your bullshit. I'm just going to keep it honest. That probably enables the bullshit to where you don't have to face it. It doesn't mean you're a better person because of it. Because that's why I keep saying that marriage is not clout. People get married all the time. People always ask me if I'm married because they want to qualify me. You know, someone was asking me on here today. They want to qualify me to see how good am I really? Because if she's married, that means she's good. I don't my tell. Y'all have no idea. Like in the background, my marriage could be, I could be getting knocked upside the walls. And y'all, all y'all need to know is just I'm married. And then y'all are pleased with the fact that I'm married and I'm a love coach. It just makes you happy to know. None of that matters. People get married all the time. It does not mean that they know how to sustain connection. Right? It does not mean that they are becoming the best versions of themselves. So whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, whether you're in a relationship, none of that's clout. None of it's clout. So you have to be focused on who you want to be in this process. Seeing setbacks and failures as opportunities for learning and growth. That's when you want to be the best version of yourself. When you see dating as an opportunity for growth. All the challenges and the setbacks with men and the interactions. I'm improving my character as a woman. I'm improving my communication skills. When women tell me the first thing they do is block men when they say something or do something, I already know that these women are avoiding the real work. It's really easy to block a human being. It's really hard to express what you're available for and what you're not available for. It's easy to label a person as bad and disconnect from them. That's a easy. That's what religion teaches us to do. Religious teaches us to label people as good and evil. And you only talk to the good people and the evil people. You excommunicate them. And then we see Christ hanging out with all of these people that the world deemed was evil. Because Christ understood that labels were for people with low level thinking. And that humanity thrives with true connection and communion and fellowship. Christ understood that. When people wanted him to label these people and and throw stones at these people and excommunicate these people, Christ decided not to label them. Christ decided to create connection. He did the hard thing. 
He was looking for deeper connection with humans because he understood. Christ understood that becoming the best version of yourself requires you to see the best in other people. But when a man does something that we don't like, we automatically deem him as bad and not worth our time and we block him. Now, that does not mean that you need to date this man, but it is a perfect opportunity for expression. It's the perfect opportunity to connect. So if he sends you a what you doing text, people are like, oh, just block him because no good man would ever text that. Again, these labels. It, it, it literally reminds me of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the people who wanted Christ to excommunicate human beings because they did not operate the way we wanted them to operate. We could just easily let the person know, hey, I noticed that you text me, what are you doing? And I need to let you know that I am unavailable for these types of messages. I would much rather you ask me this instead if we're going to converse It's that line of connection that you've created. And then he can decide up to whether he's available for it or not. If he does what you're doing again, you already know that this person does not want to meet you. If he switches it up, then he's there to meet you. He's there to meet you because this is big. This is we're not here to label people and excommunicate people. We're here to create deeper connection. We're here to become the best version of ourselves. And that requires for us to see the best versions in other people even if they don't operate the way we want them to operate. And that's what makes dating delicious. Dating becomes fun. Dating becomes an interesting challenge. Dating becomes exciting. Dating becomes rewarding. Dating becomes a, 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 a way for you to develop true power. Most people do not have power. Because they don't have practice in this. Because they're not doing personal development. They don't have power. Most people live on autopilot every day. And at the end of the year, they have no idea how they got in this place or why they're still here. When you're dating deliciously, dating becomes a whole transformation into your entire life. Because relationships are meant to be our mirrors. To really show us who we can be as people. To show us our potential in who we can connect to as people. The more you are able to, to thrive in personal growth, the, the more, the better caliber of men you're willing to attract because most people are pretending to be, to become the better version of themselves. That's why they don't realize that. That's why they don't understand why they're not tr- attracting better men because they're pretending to be better versions of themselves. But when you actually do this work and you actually become the better version of yourself, you actually attract better men. My clients that come into C2C are always blown away at the men that they're able to attract when they start doing this work because they're no longer pretending to be that woman. Who's the best version of herself? They are actually doing the work to be the woman that is the best version of herself. They are actually learning how to navigate their emotions. They are actually learning how to spot their patterns and clean them up. They are actually learning how to connect 
with human beings as human beings, not labeling people. They're learning how to receive and not just give for validation, not just overextend themselves for validation. They're learning how to set measurable goals and how to see if they're making progress in their, in their love life. They're learning how to make their comebacks more savage than their setbacks because things don't work out in their favor. They know exactly how to move forward so that they're not stuck. And when they start attracting these men and they're like, I had no idea I was capable of doing this. Well, because the old version of you was not capable of doing this. It was impossible for that version to do it. This upgraded development is what's attracting these men. Now you're on the same frequency as the men that you've always wanted. You thought you were ready for. You thought you were prepared for. You thought you were on the same wavelength, but you've, you've convinced yourself. So to recap, if you want to date deliciously in 2024, and I'm going to take questions. So you need to put your questions in the question box for me to answer your questions about what we learned today. Um, if you want to date deliciously in 2024, you need to one, integrate pleasure into your life, into dating. It's, con it's consciously making choices that please you. Two, you need to be able to attract prospects. These are the pool of men who are ready and eager to date you, who will provide, protect, and pursue you for serious commitment. These are your prospects. And three, you're going to need to integrate personal development so that you can become the best version of yourself. So you're always going to be attracting men who are the best versions of themselves, men who are actively working on who they are. Most humans are pretending. Most humans run away in discomfort when things are not comfortable. And if you're interested in learning how to inter integrate this delicious dating framework in my signature program, Curve to Cuff, I do encourage you to book a call with me to discuss what that would look like. You can type connect in the comment section to receive the link straight to your DMs, or you can go to the link in my bio. C2C is my 12-month uh, signature program designed to help high-achieving unchurched women of faith. In 12 months, and to help you build a rotation of high quality men, two to three high quality men who provide, protect and pursue you for serious commitment so that you can actually have options and choices to choose from versus waiting somebody for someone to choose you. C2C is for women who desire to attract a higher caliber of man through inter um, interpersonal work and personal development and create a delicious dating life that serves her at the highest level where she becomes love and she is always loved. If you are interested in this and you would like our help in integrating this framework in your life where you have prospects, where you have pleasure, and when you are per developing personally to attract the types of men that you desire, book a call with me. Let's have a conversation to see if C2C is the best next step for you. C2C is $5,000 for the 12 months. There are payment plans that are available for you, but it's a drop in the bucket for the lifestyle change that you get to experience. 
the mindset change that you experience, the emotional support that you receive from the men that you're dating, hell, the financial support from the men that you're dating, the businesses that women start, the promotions that women receive, the raises that women receive. It's a drop in the bucket for the whole year. So if you're interested in transforming your love life in 2024 and making some real changes, not pretending, not acting, but really making these changes where you're attracting the types of men that you desire, book a call with me this week. I have some slots on my calendar available. I like to have a conversation when we're on this call. We're going to talk about your love life. Um, what's happening now? Like, where is it stagnant? Where is it not where you want it to be? What do you want it to look like in the future, in the next three to six months? And if I can help you get there or not. And if I can help you, I'm going to invite you into the program. Questions. Let's go to the question box. (laughs) Someone says your brows look amazing. Thank you. That's a beautiful compliment. Next question. Someone says, can you explain what you mean by pipeline? So earlier I was talking about having prospects and your prospects um, are your pipeline of men that are eager and ready to date you. And what I mean by pipeline is these are men where you do not have to wait weeks and weeks for somebody to ask you out. You have men that are ready. Imagine a pipe and people are filled in the pipe. They are ready in the funnel to date you, to take you out. There's always an opportunity for you to go on a date because you have a pipeline filled with men. That's what I mean. In order for you to date deliciously, you need to always have prospects, a pipeline of men. Someone says you had a boot camp available. Is that still a, is that still available? No. Whatever boot camp I had available, It's not available anymore. I'm not sure what you mean, but I did. I remember having like some boot camps, but it's no longer available. Someone says, what about someone who keeps wronging you after expressing surely you have to have boundaries? So this is what I mean by not prioritizing your pleasure. Is because if someone keeps wronging you after expressing that you have boundaries, you actually don't have boundaries that you claim to have. If someone is consistently able to do this, you don't have boundaries. You are pretending to have boundaries. You have thoughts about boundaries. You have fantasies about boundaries. You daydream about having boundaries. You don't have real boundaries. If I, let's just say I am, you know, expecting a person to call me. He says he's going to call me and twice he hasn't. He promised to. And I let him know and I say, hey, one of the things that's important to me is a man that keeps his word. And there's, it's been two times where you expressed that you were going to call me at a particular time and you did not. What I would love for you to do is if you cannot make the time that you expressed that you were call, you were going to call, you would let me know, you know, ahead of time that you were not going to be able to do it instead of the next day, just reaching out to me, asking me, you know, telling me good morning. I do not stay connected to men who do not keep their word. Or if you require to go on dates, 
And now you might be talking about something more wrong, but hell, if, if, if I'm a woman who wants to go on dates and you, and you're not taking me on dates, that's wrong to me. You've wronged me. <laughs> so if you have, if we talked on the phone and I say, Hey, I'm only like, I'm available to go on a date. I would love for you to invite me. And I'll let you know that I'm only available to connect with men, stay connected to men that take me on a dates. If it's been a long, it's been a week and you have not taken me on a date or even inquired about it. My boundary is me and you are no longer in communication. I've already expressed it. I'm not passive aggressive saying, uh, he, he not taking me on a date. I'm not going to respond to his good morning text. That's not, there's no power in that. You're, there's no power. That's just a little girl wanting attention. I am not, um, throwing hints like, Hey, Hey, like, you know, you mentioned the date, but you haven't brought it back up. Like, no, there's no power in that. It's a little girl scared to say what she really wants to say. The boundary is, Hey, I'm only available to stay connected to men who take me out on dates. I would love for you to take me on a date. If you're interested, I am available this upcoming weekend. If he does not move forward, the boundary is we are out of communication. So if you are allowing someone to continue to wrong you after expressing your boundaries, you don't have boundaries. You are pretending to have boundaries. Let me get to the rest of these questions. And in C2C, one of the most important things that we do is we help women create, express, and execute on their boundaries. If you can't do those three things, your boundaries don't count. Create, express, which is communicate, and execute. You need to be able to create the boundaries based upon what you're available for. You're not available for 50-50 dates. You're not available for these types of dates. You're not available for constant text messages. You're not available for these types of text messages. Like whatever you're not available for. You're not available to go out on a date after a certain time. You need to be able to create that boundary. You need to be able to communicate the boundary, like express it and share it and then execute it when it doesn't happen. And so we're able to guide women and walk them through the process of doing that personalized for each woman who needs it so that not only that she has boundaries, but she has them in place so that she's consistently staying in the energy she wants to stay in because she's not allowing herself to be drained. She's not allowing herself to overinvest. She's not annoyed and frustrated because she is moving herself out of the way as soon as she realizes things are not in alignment with her. Next question. Someone says it is so hard to be anxiously attached and know how to help the avoidant, fearful attachment. But the boundary there is that is not my responsibility. I did my healing with me and so should they. Okay, I think you're just making a statement here. I think you're actually just saying it's hard to not be anxiously attached. It's hard to be anxiously attached and know how to help the avoidant, fearful attachment. But the boundaries that you're not is not my responsibility. Right. It's not your responsibility. I tell my clients all the time. We have empathy for men when their inner child is activated but we don't make that our responsibility. It is your responsibility, sir, to parent your own inner child that's activated and triggered. 
I have empathy. I don't think you're an asshole. I don't think you're a horrible man. I don't think you're evil. I think your inner child is activated and it needs parenting. It's not my responsibility to do it though. I love you, brother in Christ. I love you. But I am unavailable to stay connected to you in this way because I can't parent your inner child. I I am only responsible for parenting my own. I am responsible for cleaning up my own patterns. But I love you and I see you and I empathize with your struggle and your hurt. You know, when people say, oh, we got to take care of our men because they've been through so much. No, they need to take care of themselves. They've been through so much and they need to take care of themselves. It's not my responsibility. No, it's not. Someone says, what does it mean if I'm meeting more attractive men that I only want physical sex as opposed to previously dating? Okay, what does it mean if I'm meeting more attractive men that only want physical sex as opposed to previously dating unattractive guys that want marriage? I don't know what that means. It could mean anything. There could be a shift in your patterns. There could be a shift in your desires. There could be a shift in your perspective, your triggers. I don't know. I would have to actually be coaching you and getting an insight on what your regular experiences is with men. If you were my client and we were on a client call, one of the first questions I would ask her was, how do you know that this is a pattern for you? I would ask her, number one, like what have, what has been the last few interactions that you've had? I would, I would also ask her, when was the last time she had sex? Cause that's also important. A lot of times women of faith don't realize that when we are not, when we have been abstinent for a very, 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 very long time, our body is screaming. Even though our minds is like, no, I'm abstinent. Our bodies are screaming and our bodies are talking and they're talking to men. And we don't realize that that screaming, if we, if we are not being responsible with that, it is screaming to men and they can smell it on us. And it's going to pull in a lot of men that can smell it. So it could be, it could be a lot of things that's happening. But one of the first places I would start is to look at the patterns and look at the interactions that you're having and then um, ask you what's happening in those interactions. Ask to see text messages. I would ask to um, recall phone conversations. I would ask to recall the dates that you've gone on. I would ask how you met these men. I would ask um, what, uh, the apps. And then I would look to see what your profile is saying and that their profile is saying. And I would ask you what made you attracted back to him or what made you accept his number or what caused you to match with this person. Like I would be asking you a bunch of questions. So what we do on coaching calls in C2C is someone has an issue and to get to the root of it, I need to ask you a lot of questions to figure out what's the root of this issue so that I can actually help. But certain questions, I'm not going to be able to help you unless I can dig deep and understand what's actually happening and seeing like the evidence of this on my end, which is why some of y'all need to go ahead and join C2C and book a call with me. You should definitely book a call with me. Are there any other questions before I hop off? Is there any other questions? 
and that go in the question box before I hop off today. I hope you guys enjoy. What was you guys' takeaway? Does anybody have any takeaways they want to share from today? From the delicious dating framework, the three skills you need. Yeah, you can book a call. You can only book a call if you're interested in joining C2C, if you're ready to join C2C. It's not a pick my brain call. It's not a let me get coached by Torah call. It's literally a call to see if working together makes the best sense in C2C to join a 12 month program. So it's people who are, who are ready to invest, but they don't know if it's the best next step. I don't know if this live is going to be saved because Instagram has not been doing a great job at saving my lives. I can try my best. Takeaway, how important it is to be okay being triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Someone says personal development is important. Be the person you want to be. Yes. Someone says, I love when you said make your comeback more savage than your setback. Yes. I love when I see women do this. I love it. I've had one of my favorite clients. Y'all know her. She's from, she, she's, she lives in India and she joined C2C after her setback was being ghosted by a quality man that she was really interested in. Y'all want to know how savage her setback was? I mean, how savage her, her comeback was? She joined C2C, y'all. She was so upset about this man. She's now dating multiple men who provide, protect, build for her, who want to marry her. She wanted to be married, but now she's like, I'm enjoying the men. She received a quadruple raise at her job. Quadruple raise. And she not, she not thinking about that man. That man is long gone. That's how you make your comeback more savage than your setback. That's what you do. You stuck. You think you stuck and you think dating is hard and draining. Not anymore. Y'all can go listen to her podcast episode. Someone says, identify your triggers and what it's rooted in. I'm going to put this on my podcast because I don't think this Instagram is going to save this live. Someone says, thank you, Tora. My takeaway is to keep my boundaries consistent and respond in a respectful but savage way. Yes. Someone says, managing others' childhood trauma and triggers are not my responsibility. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody says, I think my body may be screaming. Is that bad? No. It means you're human. If you are a grown-ass woman and you have been abstinent for a long period of time, something is wrong if your body isn't screaming. You were meant to have sex at your old age. We look at the women in scripture and they did not have abstinence and celibacy journeys. You know why? Because they were married as teenagers. So we're trying to live these lives that these women in scripture never had to live because they were married off as teenagers. So we're in our 30s and we're 40s and we shut the coochie down and we are shocked that our bodies are screaming. It's a normal thing. There's nothing wrong with your body screaming. Yes, flow. Setting personal goals to be more expressive. I love that. Yes, sexual transmutation. I actually did a class on that. And um, my mastery students have access to that class. I'm asking this last question. I'm going to go. Someone says, what do you do after you establish a boundary and go no contact? And a guy reaches back out and claims he's ready to do better. You do what you want to do. My clients will come to me and they say, Tora, 
should I use this Google Voice number? Or people are going to be mad because men might think, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not being open. Tora, what should I do on the first day? Could I kiss him on the first day? Tora, what should I do if somebody wants to spend the buy? You do what you want to do. You're a grown ass woman. I want you to dig deep down inside because this is where it gets to you prioritizing your pleasure. What do you want to do? If you go no contact and a guy reaches back and he claims out he's ready to do better. There's no wrong. There's no wrong answer. You get you can say, yes, let's try this again. You understand I have a boundary. Let's try it again. Or you can say, no, I'm actually complete. I'm over this. We're good. We don't need to try this again. But it's up to you. There are no right or wrong answers. I do not do rules with women. If you ever work with me in any of my programs, I do not do rules. Because you are not a cookie cutter person. You are not a cookie cutter woman. You are uniquely and you are uniquely made. You have a, a different perspective, different backgrounds. Different understanding of life, different preferences, different pain tolerance, different triggers, different patterns. Why would I give you the same advice that I would give another woman? Why would you want me to tell you what to do? I want you to do what makes sense. Normally when we're asking these questions is because we want to know the right thing to do. Because we want to be right. We hate being wrong because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be criticized. We don't want shame. We don't want, we don't want any of that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You always need to make the choice that you feel is best for you in whatever moment, even if it turns out to be a decision that, that you don't like, because this is your soul's journey. And these are your lessons to learn. So do whatever, what, do whatever you think makes sense to you as a grown woman. Okay. If someone said it's open, is your open enrollment closing soon? Yes. And in a couple of weeks, open enrollment is closing. It either closes when I fill up the spots in C2C or it's closing in a couple of weeks and it will not be open for a while. Someone says, thank you, Tori. C2C conversation that is for our commitment was life changing. I'm so happy. All right, ladies, I'm out of here. If this live doesn't save, I'm going to save to the podcast, but I'm going to pray that it saves because it hasn't been saving. All right, girl, that was the episode. That was a lot. I want you to listen to this episode multiple times. I want you to let it sit in your spirit and simmer. And I want you to implement, implement at least one thing that you learned in this episode. I gave you enough information to work off with. Right. Because I want to see you do a lot better in 2024. I want to see you level up in your love life. And if you listen to this episode and you're like, man, this sounds really exciting. The delicious dating framework is right up my alley. I want to embody that. I want to not just learn how to do it. But I want to take practical action every single week and make progress in it. I want to be coached on my application so that I know if I am making the best decisions for me, if I'm making the progress that I want to make, because I want to fill my pipeline with high quality prospects, high quality men. 
I want to be able to experience a great amount of pleasure while I'm dating and while I'm interacting with men. And I want to experience a elevated version of myself because I have used dating as a way to develop personally, as a personal growth tool in personal development. I want to become a a better woman. If that sounds like you, C2C might be the best next step. I would encourage you to book a call. And uh, by the time of this recording, um, well, you don't even need to worry about the time of the recording. Just know that doors close for C2C 3.0 January 29th, which means that you need to have your call booked before then, because I probably won't be taking calls that day. Um, But at least you would have like the enrollment link if you booked your call, but it will be closed and it will be a while before I open the doors again. So if you're done procrastinating, you're ready to make this decision for yourself. You're ready to invest the time and the energy and the money. Book a call. It's going to be in the show notes. So anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave a review. I read all of them. All right. I love you. Bye.